Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of Picking and Putting. Dr. Z here coming from the uh, regional studios in Puebla, Mexico, along with Liberty Bill from his South Charlotte estate. Yeah, it looks How a doing, lot Bill? sunnier where you are. We got a storm coming in here in Charlotte, but you got sunshine. Yeah, well, we're recording this on the Force Be With You Day, but we're celebrating Cinco de Mayo Day here. So a little Mexican heritage. We're going with it. You got Ricardo here, Guillermo over there. He didn't know I could say that in Spanish. So, okay, I got a quick shout out. My shout out, you're going to like this. I'm going to give you guys some historical references here. My shout out is to General Ignacio Zaragoza. You want to know who he was? I got he no was, idea who he was. He was the guy who led the battle on Cinco de Mayo where the Mexicans won. And we'll get into that, why that's important in a little bit. Who you got a shout out to? I got a shout out to the Carolina Hurricanes. We're recording this about an hour and a half before they start off game two. But boy, game one, after the first 10 minutes, they looked like they were in trouble. They completely turned it around. And I'm expecting a deep run this year for the Canes. You know, the Bruins knocked them out in 2020 and 2019. It's time for the Canes to knock out the Bruins. This is the year. Well, it'd be kind of fun to see the uh, uh, Toronto too make a make a run on uh, the Lightning. You know, I, I kind of get it. I we'll get into that in terms of the uh, NBA and the playoffs too. Because, I excuse me, I love the the hockey playoffs. They're always you know so much faster and fun. Well, here we go. I'm going to tell you about this dude. So General Ignacio Zaragoza, and by the way, four days later he died of typhoid fever. But on he went May out on top. <laughs> yeah, he went out on top. On May 5th, 1862, the Battle of Puebla, which is right behind me in uh, Mexico. And the Mexicans uh, defeated the French, who were, when Napoleon was there, he put Maximilian, they, he put an emperor in charge of Mexico. Remember all that? So this was the first time where they were making a pushback. And in, in this battle, they beat the French. 500 French died and 100 Mexicans died on the Cinco de Mayo battle. And, and uh, it was the beginning of the downfall of the French when uh, by 1867 it had fallen. And now Mexico went back to being you know a, a democratic uh, working country, or at least working on it. Um, so that's that's who that guy is, and that's why Cinco de Mayo is famous. I I didn't know. I mean, I you know in the United States it's about drinking uh, Corona lights. Yeah, you know? Corona so. definitely <laughs> took it and turned it into a marketing thing. But it is nice to actually know the real reason <laughs> and the name of the general. Now to yeah. have a little historical context. Yeah, it wasn't started by Constellation Brands for all you folks out there. By the way, Constellation Brands will take your advertisements if you'll let us. Yes. Um, oh, yes. We'll sample all your products, every okay. single one of them. One, one last little piece of trivia. How long do you think the Battle of Puebla lasted? 12 days. No, it, it was from dawn to dusk, and then it was history. Everybody went home. Oh, there we go. <laughs> but but that's okay. That's good. We 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 got into that. We'll get into that. Get into a little uh, uh, 
whatever you want to go. We go to the hockey or NBA. I say we start with the NFL draft. We're coming off of that. And, you know, n- neither of us are really scouts, right? We're not like right. grinding the film or anything. So I always like to look at just the process. I thought the Panthers process was really sound. You can tell this general manager, Scott Fitterer, that they have now with all of his experience and success at Seattle clearly knows what he's doing. They held patient. They were able to get one of those second three quarterbacks, Malik Willis, Sam Howell, yeah. Desmond Ritter, and they ended up with Matt Corral. And who knows? Maybe, I mean, I think Matt Corral will be better than Sam Darnold. So why not give a shot? And if Matt Corral doesn't work out, take another quarterback down the road. But this is a much better outcome than going after a Baker Mayfield. And then the Panthers didn't have a lot of picks entering the draft. They ended up with more coming out of it and they just drafted a bunch of high upside athletes at the end. So I don't think you can really fault their process this year. I thought they did a nice job. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what's changed about the draft is the money, the finances. And what's, what is interesting. Mm -hmm. If you watch the draft now that what they want is the guys on their rookie contract four years, then we'll decide plus minus on the fifth year. And so they feel like they've got them on a steal, even first round draft picks. And the place where they're especially doing that. And the example is of course, uh, uh, the wide receiver running back uh, from out West. They, they decide, you know what, we're not going to pay you 25 million. We'll go ahead and, and, and get a, we can get a good receiver. We'll bring him in on a rookie contract and fit him into our system. And that's what they're doing. I mean, it's just like, uh, you know, Kansas city kid going to Miami. They said, well, okay, we'll plug in another guy. We got a great quarterback. Yeah. We're paying Pat Mahomes 50 million. We can't pay Tyree kill 30 million. So we need to go out and draft somebody. Well, and understand too, that that's, that's the adjustment for his whole career. I mean, Brady could have made probably, you know, 400, $500 million more, but he always took less because he didn't need it with his wife and everything. And, um, and And he made up for it in sponsorship and he was smart enough to know if I take a little less in salary and we want to make more in sponsorship because I'm going to win another Super Bowl. Right. Yeah. I, I think that that was the, that was the thing I took away watching the whole draft from all the teams. It used yep. to be, it used to be, well, you know, it wasn't until the second, third, fourth round that they would say they'd got something. But this time I felt like people were going, um, nah, we're not going to trade up. Nobody was going to trade up. It was interesting. I don't know that this quarterback class was so poor. I think you're going to find that it was the best thing that it could happen to those kids. I mean, the guy who got taken the first round was native born, spent his whole college career in Pittsburgh. They knew him. Um, Pick it. Yep. So that's and, fine. And that's fine. The yes, I, I don't fault them. Roethlisberger no, th- just retired. Take him. Yeah. If you think he's the guy, take him. No, I think that's right. And I think the other guys, I think it's the best thing that happened to uh, Sam Howe. And I don't know about Desmond Ritter. We'll see what happens there, but it's sort of the same thing in Atlanta. He's got a And Malik Willis too. He's going to back up Tannehill. And Sam Howell especially is very similar to Carson Wentz. So it should be the same offense. And I could see, I bet by Halloween, Sam Howell's in there though. Well, the deal with Sam Howell for you folks out there is North Carolina quarterback. I saw him for three years and he, he, you know, his last year, he didn't have as many weapons, so he had to run, but 
the NFL obviously can't do that, but boy, he throws the best deep ball you've ever seen. He throws it just like the guy at LA Stafford. He just reminds me of that only he's not as big, but he throws, I mean, he can throw it 80 yards on a rope. <laughs> so you give him some time and the receivers that can get down the field, good things will happen. So let me take, let me take the football thing another direction. So this NIL stuff, uh, everybody's online and complaining and all this. And I think this is going to be interesting because the NCAA is, is uh, in, they can't do anything now because they lost in the Supreme court and, and their president just resigned. Yeah. And that what, what, what gets me, the part that bothers me is for example, so the Southern Cal coach went and, a kid who hadn't even entered the portal at Pittsburgh. Now his quarterback was gone, but it was a great receiver, all ACC. He went in and basically said, come to Southern Cal and we'll guarantee, you know, X million of dollars or whatever from a car dealers and not everything. And kind of recruited him with dollars when he hadn't even said he wanted to transfer. And that's almost in the NFL or NBA or something, you'd call it tampering. I don't, yeah. I, yeah. It's and I don't control. Yeah, I I, um, I think, and I saw Gene Smith, former Ohio State AD. athletic director, came out and said on the record that he's recommending the power conferences break away. So where I think this is heading very soon, actually, for football and basketball is the power conferences starting their own thing. These athletes becoming employees with contracts. Right with a salary, with health right. benefits, with all that. And it's minor league. And my concern is what does that do? I think it's better for football, but what does that do to the NCAA tournament? Do we still have an NCAA tournament with the Cinderella's and the big conferences? Yeah, I would that's... hope so. I think that's why the TV contract is as large as it is. I don't think it would be as big as if it was just the power conferences playing themselves. That's my concern, but I think it's obvious that it's heading very quickly and Northwestern people forget this like 10 years ago, the players at Northwestern yeah. like formed a union and said, here's what we should do become employees with the contract. And Pat Fitzgerald just kind of said, eh, they're right. Now here we are. That's, I think that's where this is headed. Well, and, 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 point well taken so these kids with the nba draft you know the thing was one and done and all this kind of thing but now what happened with like the kid at kentucky or the entire north carolina team like two or three of those guys could have gone and would have been on somebody's team and i'm not sure they'd be starters but they would all been in the nba uh they're all coming back and this is one of the reasons baycott's coming back because he was well i don't i don't think baycott is an nba player no, yes. well, I know, but see, he's going to come back and but he's the, he'll, he'll be ACC player of the year. Well, he may be national player of the year because yeah, he'll, yeah. he'll be a, he'll be a, an automatic triple double and yeah. somebody, and he'll get drafted by the NBA is the point. Will he be a great NBA player? No, not unless he develops some kind of, you know, uh, jump shot or whatever. But that being said, it's still, you know, and he'll get his college degree and he'll stay on campus and whatever. And, you know, he's appearing in this Netflix season of the show Outer Banks. Yeah, so he's, al it. he's already become a, like a little good for him. I hope he takes one credit hour and just like does all the celebrity stuff on the side. But it, it, it really, it really 
it really does change the, the, the hard part about college football for me. And I agree with you on the basketball is that I think everybody kind of realizes that we've, it's become the Ohio state. Uh, that's why the Notre Dame coach left. It's become the Ohio state, Alabama, Georgia, and Clemson's done, by the way. Their yeah, day, Cle- like, and there's a gap there for UNC with their focus on NIL and branding and all the money there. There's a gap there in this part of the country for UNC to take Clemson's seat at the table there. Well, yeah, the, the other team that's going to make a comeback probably this year is Florida State. Within and the ACC. Florida and Miami and yep. Miami yep. and Miami because yeah, actually gonna... that Miami quarterback Tyler Van Dyke he could be your number one pick next year oh, but yeah. all three of those teams are coming but I, I agree with you I don't know what will happen with the basketball well what do you think about the NBA I you know the NBA playoffs are this John Moran is just fun to watch and of course mm-hmm. I love I love watching Golden State but it's interesting when the playoffs started almost just right before your eyes, it, the injuries. So Philadelphia is probably not that they wouldn't have lost anyways, but you know, if they lose game two, I mean, they're going to lose because you can't play without Embiid. And then, you know, uh, uh, Booker got hurt with Phoenix, although it looks like their weather in that storm and, you know, it's it's kind of I'm I'm holding my I'm holding my breath on Golden State. So it looks like I mean, you, if you had to guess, you're saying, well, you're going to have Golden State and Phoenix and Miami and Milwaukee, I guess, right? Or it could still be the Celtics. I'm not I'm not blowing the Celtics off. And Golden um, State lost one of their key defensive pieces, Gary Payton the second, Gary Payton, former Sonics point guard son, last night on a dirty play. That oh, could really? be a problem. But that's what, what I like about this era of the NBA is the super teams thing doesn't work anymore. Right. Like there's just too much talent now. It's too spread out. LeBron's old. Kevin Durant's getting old. James Harden's getting up there. And there's too many other superstars. You mentioned Ja, Giannis, Luka Doncic, LaMelo here is coming. So I don't think the super team thing is going to work anymore. And it makes for a hell of a lot more fun and a lot more parody. And that Grizzlies Warriors series feels like an NBA finals. Those are two really good teams. Yeah, they're fun. Well, yeah, one's already there and one's on their way back up. Yeah, I, I yeah, it, it's, uh, well, I think you're right. I think Brooklyn was the end of the, of the attempt to have a great team. And don't In get grandiose me. fashion, they were still the Vegas favorites to win the NBA championship, even I, coming in as a play-in, and it just never worked. It failed in spectacular fashion. Here's my hope that that when that the NBA expands to the uh, Saskatchewan Gray Rockets, and that they they trade uh, Kyrie Irving there and pay him fifty million a year to play with four Eskimos. And, I, and we stopped talking about him and we stopped, and stopped yeah, interviewing stop, and, him and worrying me, about his, his crazy Eskimos out there. Yeah. Yeah. I just, he's just, you know, I'm tired of him, but I uh, am I'm, I'm very fatigued with him. Well, and, and here's, that, well, here's the other one. I, I think at this point in time, uh, LeBron, for example, LeBron ought to just call it a day or he's not, they're not going to come back and nobody wants the LA job. Why would you want to come in there with with that as a coach? Well, Le- LeBron's not a very good general manager, is he? 
No. Well, and why would you want to come in there as a coach with, with uh, the only reason you would want that job is this money. No, no. And actually related to coaching search, that first batch of interviews for the Hornets gig, I see why they fired James Borrego. Now it's not necessarily a knock on Borrego. The Hornets were getting better. But they're going for some stars here, Mike D'Antoni, yeah, Kenny, the only, Atkin, Kenny Atkinson, and yeah, they might the, be in talks with Quinn Snyder. Well, the problem with D'Antoni is he's a great offensive mind, but they'd have to have an assistant coach to coach defense. You would, you, you really, but, yeah, you absolutely would. But you know, and um, that's been done before. Well, I mean, it's it's interesting. I'd like to see Michael Jordan as an owner come back and uh, and and make something happen. I mean. In the, in the Carolina market, you know, our football and uh, soccer owner is starting to remind me of somebody from just outside uh, Dallas, Texas. <laughs> and and yeah. he just flies uh, off the handle and has seemingly no plan and fires people constantly. I think they, it's yeah, not I, great. Not great. Yeah. Especially, especially on the FC soccer side, I think you have to let it kind of play out. It's not, you're not going to win the, the, the MLS cup in the first two years, you know, um, thank God for Mitch Kupchak in this town. Mitch Kupchak knows what he's doing. Yeah. Well, I, what I heard was possible there is Mitchell just, you know, he, he's Michael's age. He would just go ahead and and either retire or become a consultant at some point, not because he get not because he get fired, just because he's tired of the. I'd love that. You'd love to have him around if you were a younger person stepping in. He's had a ton of success. But I agree with you. I think I think uh, I think they'll be I think they'll be fun to watch. Well, you know. Well, what do you think about baseball? It's early yet, but but uh, these Yankees. I mean, what do they want? Eleven in a row and. It's you know I don't ever baseball I never make a comment really until you get to July first yeah then you kind of got a feel you know right now you'd sit there and say well it's Yankees and the Dodgers you know yeah. bam you know whatever yeah, the, the Blue Jays are really fun they're going to be right there and I would say the one thing that actually just kind of dawned on me is I'm worried about the White Sox I mean they're as talented as anybody in baseball but they're too one dimensional. They have a bunch of right-handed power hitters that love first pitch fastballs. And you need like a lefty or a switch hitter, somebody that'll take a bunch of pitches or foul a bunch off or work a count. That's more of a slappy hitter. And they don't really have that. Yohan Moncada was supposed to be that. And even he has kind of turned into this all or nothing type of hitter. So I'm a little worried about, and they've had a ton of injuries. They're, they're off to a really rough start. Whereas the Minnesota Twins are rolling, so I'm a little worried about the White Sox, even though it's very early. Well, you know, I'd like to see baseball go back towards. You know, you've gone to some AAA games here, and you know they're like, oh, and they're taking two and a half hours. By yeah, and they sped up. Yes, they've sped up the process in this, and you know, after this spring where you had that one guy threw two perfect games and they got yanked for number of pitches. He was at a hundred or something in one of them. I, I'm not sure, you know, who I'm talking about. The one guy yeah, was in Clayton the- Kershaw. And that was really because all of a sudden they started playing. They didn't have a long enough spring training to ramp up. Right. Especially a pitcher like that with the injuries. But even if that happened in August, they're so sensitive now and they have so much information that they can kind of tell when the arm is tired and, and they'd rather preserve it for the playoff games that really matter than, 
but I'm talking, I'm also talking about that kid in Japan that had like two of them. He's 21 years old and the guy pulled him, you know, like in the eighth inning with perfect game. And you're going, really? I mean, you get, you know, I get it with Kershaw. I mean, you know, he's got all the accolades. He's going to the hall of fame. So, uh, and, and they got he, bigger fish to fry in October. He wants another yeah, bigger, yeah. Bigger fish to fry in October. I agree with you. So we'll, sh we shall see. Well, it's kind of, it's kind of a, uh, interesting month. It's, uh, all the sports kind of, you transition. I still think that I'd love to see the NBA go to where they started their playoffs closer to the end of the final four where you're really into it, you know, and I, and without, ba without Bafford at the Kentucky Derby. Oh yeah. That's this weekend, right? Yeah. That yeah. Thing. It's a, yeah it's I a, wonder you know. how many more years we're going to have of that. I actually read today. We're down to two Greyhound tracks, both in West yeah. Virginia. I mean, I, horse racing's not going to be too long after that. Well, either that, or it depends on the, you know, the, draft kings and all those kind of things if they get involved and they have a more of an insert in it you know yeah, that's the thing i'd love to bet on mo D dungle mo dungle that'd be my horse this weekend <laughs> i don't know any of the horses names i'd have to go look them up so... mo dungle that's the one shout okay out. and actually hey. i have one last shout out you were talking earlier about the hockey playoffs yeah i haven't really i don't watch hockey during the regular season i just hop on the bandwagon in the playoffs go canes espn now has the rights to NHL and it's such a better broadcast than what NBC had been doing the last few years. And it's actually great for the NHL because now in hotels, bars, lobbies, everywhere that has ESPN and ESPN two, just on these NHL playoffs are going to be on everywhere every night. So I will get, give ESPN a shout out. They've done a really nice job with the broadcasts. Well, it was always, it, it's always the most fun. The, the only thing that was weird is when Fox did it with the uh, lightning bolt pucks, you <laughs> the know, blue, the blue puck. <laughs> yeah. I actually kind of like that. They ought to bring that back, you know, do it in 3d. I'd, I'd yeah, be they have an alternative broadcast, the blue puck broadcast. Well, for you folks on YouTube, you have to take a pic, look at my uh, background. I've got, this is a, a classic uh, square in, in Mexico, and they're all beautiful. And that's where the people hang out on the weekends. I lived there for a while, and it's not in this town, but they all kind of have that similarity around the church. So go there. I got a couple quotes for you. These are Mexican quotes. So they're, they're not that special, but it, you know, these kind of tell you where you are. It says from our, from our casa to your casa. And you say magic, we say Mexican. And the best <laughs> one is that this was in Spanish, but I've converted it. Life is a long lesson in humility. And today we're sure into that. So ain't that the truth? Ain't that the truth? Well, we got a lot of good playoff games tonight. Go celebrate Cinco de Mayo tomorrow, folks. From us at Picking and Putting and Liberty Bill and his South Charlotte studios and me in Puebla, Mexico with the general who's dead. We'll look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Thanks for being here. See you later, Billy. Happy May the 4th. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, happy May the 4th and Cinco. See you later, baby. <laughs>